0: special because you know we didn't I don't as far as the school tried to go and I think it's beautiful the school tried to go other schools didn't make any effort whatsoever and you kind of okay you just move on and whatever I, this is not a criticism, a criticism of anybody it's understandable but I was like a little bit annoyed in the chat right well, let, me, let, me, let me why why is it important to me that there should be this moment of reflection because you think about someone like Regersha Edelstein someone like Regersha someone like Rochaim their entire life was dedicated to Cloud Israel you have to just explain what that means for a second do you understand what it means to have people coming to you all the time? You're the final word for every major communal issue. Every major communal issue. A child finds out that their mother, who's a Gioris, is not really... It turns out the, the Gioris was not a good Gioris. The kid's not Jewish. They come to her in Another kid finds out the mother didn't get a, didn't get a proper get. The kid's a mom's there now. Another situation, a couple is fighting. They want to get a divorce. There's another situation. Another phone call comes in life or death situation. That's every single day. All of those things and more, all of those tremendous struggles and difficulties that go on in a person's life day to day, all happen in this one person's life, multiple times a day. I personally, I think I mentioned it, you know, I think I mentioned it when it happened, but basically the same day that it happened, where a particular person had called me up, their their grandfather was passing away, their family was back in America, and they had called me to ask me whether they should continue resuscitating the grandfather or to basically withhold you know, medical support. And I, I was shocked. And I was shocked of being in that mode, being in that situation. I'm not that old. Right? I'm not even 40 yet. And that was like an incredibly intense experience of feeling like, oh my God, the weight of someone's life is on your shoulders, the decision whether or not to withhold medical treatment, or to continue resuscitating, is on your shoulders. They're asking, Rabbi, what do we do? This is a moment, This is a period of moment. This is a situation of moments. Another couple years ago, and I'm still really from these things. Again, I'm not that old. Another girl calls me up, and she says, I have a friend, who, and, you know, trigger warning, I'm going to be talking about uh, abuse, you know, a certain type of abuse. A girl, a girl calls me up and says, my friend was feels like she, she needs to speak to you. She has reason to believe that she was blah, 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 Abused? She, but she's calling you anonymously. Please be, you know, please, are you able to speak to her? I spoke with this girl on the phone and I talked to her through all the different challenges that she had, the tremendous difficulty, the pain, the sadness that she felt, talking to her about the Indian of Chuva, that she can do. She was blaming herself. And I had to remind her, I had to convince her that she was the victim of that situation. And I got off the phone and I just, I only could yell out this, this intense scream of pent up feeling of like, oh my God, that's a really heavy thing to deal with. I'm not that old. Right. Recently, my wife gets, gets a phone call in the middle of the night, one of her students' husband had a mental breakdown, went up to the top of the roof, was about to jump. Her wife, his wife, sorry, his wife, and you know, they're only married a couple years, with a baby, a one-year-old baby, called the cops. She tried to explain, she has a very bad, bad Hebrew, she tried to explain to the cops what's going on and the cops thought they heard from her that he was being physically abusive to him put him, arrest him, put him in prison. This is over Yom Tov and Shabbos. They then put a 50-day restraining order upon him that he can't come back to see his wife and see his kids. This is, this is what my wife had been dealing with the last couple of days. I'm trying to offer support, guidance to, the, to this couple. This is not normal day-to-day day experiences. And they like, again, I'm not that old, and this is really intense stuff. And I'm not dealing with this stuff, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, on a consistent basis. Can you imagine somebody's dealing with this on a consistent, day-to-day basis, these types of problems? You know what happens when someone's an oncologist? My brother's father-in-law is an oncologist, he's a cancer doctor. My father's gonna be a pediatric oncologist. Very intense. Can you imagine every single day, probably on average, this doctor is coming home with at least losing one or two patients, even three, God forbid, a day. And how do you go back to your day-to-day life? How do you go back to being a spouse, to being a parent, to being a friend? That stuff really wears on you. That stuff really, really super intense. How does a person do it? And, and, Edelstein, and this of Israel, to appreciate what does it mean to be a of Israel, it doesn't just mean they sit and learn, and they teach, which is beautiful and amazing, and that's the best thing ever. It's that their lives are dedicated to other people in their intense struggles, and they're coming to you looking for you for support. You have a, a couple that's been married 20 years, no kids, and they're crying their eyes out, and you need to be there physically and emotionally for that person. When we talk about Gedali So, we're not talking about Stam people. They're not like glorified therapists. They're Gedali because they're people who are so in touch with the Torah that makes them to be holier people. Because like I said before, that oncologist, you know what he has to do? He has to compartmentalize. When he comes home, he has to be a father, he has to be a son, he has to turn that off. He can't bring work with him at home. Can you imagine how hard that is for somebody who's dealing with so many different communal issues? Your final say is The word and to have the connection, the emotional connection, the neshama connection with other Jews, to be the leader, to be somebody who is gonna be there for their time, in their time of need. That's tremendous, can you imagine that? That would, for most people, if you weren't somebody who didn't learn Torah all day and didn't make you a more perfect person, that would destroy people. But we see by Gadol Yisrael, they're living Baruch Hashem Adhara, to 100, a year, 100 years. You know, they say by the Presidents. You know, I remember when Barack Obama became President, without going into all the politics, okay, reserve all your comments, you know, all your booze. But Barack Obama, when he came in, he was must have been 44 years old, dark hair, right? Nice, nice looking, young looking guy. Within eight years. After eight years, his, his, his hair went white. Now, that tells me, I may not agree with the guy, but it tells me that he at least has the Neshama inside. Because that means that he took seriously—I don't know—I don't without going to politics, but you, but the humanity at least that you see somebody understood the weight of their office, and it severely physically impacts you, and it messes with your heart rate, it messes with your cholesterol, it messes with everything, because the weight of, of that that job of that responsibility can destroy a person. But we see by Gedol Yisrael Ad-Rabbi, you know, el Elsin was just just turned hundred years old, one hundred years old. Didn't stop giving shear. His son-in-law actually continued to give shear today. He said, "Just like my father-in-law didn't stop giving shear for sixty years straight, I'm not going to stop giving shear and continue l'zeicher and Sixty years. Is there anything that we've done longer than like two and a half weeks? I mean, in me self included, it's very hard. It's hard to be consistent. But the Torah is what makes a person is this higher being, into this." Basically, you're not a modelist because we want you to be humans. But to be a human that is so finely tuned and perfected, you can be there for other people. I think that's tremendous. I think that's something that we really have to think about. When we talk <laughs> about Jesus, we're not talking about random ju- dudes, random people. We're talking about people that become neshamas in a guf. Goof. Not gufs that happen to have a neshama. Okay, Yerush Hashem. I really, I think this is a, it's worthwhile. I'm going to end off class tonight early. I'm not doing this well tonight, so I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys' patience. I appreciate you guys' Hakshava and Ritz Hashem. We should become better Jews who are there to help other people. If we can take 1%, they say by a levaya, by a funeral, the midos, the attributes of the person that was nifter are flying in the air, and you're technically able to like, grab onto those, in a, in a, in a mystical sense, and take upon those attributes. The attribute of consistency, the attribute of caring and loving other people, and being there for other people who are in need, you don't have to be the God of role for that. You can be the type of person that actually cares about other people. It's a really big deal. It's kind of cool. Because when you become that type of person, a giver rather than a taker, you'll, you'll, you can put your head on, on the pillow at night and feel like you're doing your job. Okay, ladies, have a wonderful night. All the best.